Ethan is a big, big guy, big important Ethan's guy. Big man on campus. Uh, all right. Well, with that, guys, welcome back to the your Podcast. As always, is that always, intro? Is that no, that cannot be the opening <laughs> intro. Wait, wait, wait. What if I just, what if I just do like, like a, like a beep for that entire thing? I just like censor that entire thing. Yeah, you can. Like, why, why is it even? Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so then, <laughs> look, Loki. I think that pre-intro needs to be funny and witty, and like you know, like it like grabs the attention of everyone. Yeah. Any ideas? Dude, Dude, the pre-intro is always just us talking. That is literally the pre-intro. That is what it is. Jordan, did you see that Kyrie got traded to the Mavericks? I did. I actually did. I actually did. What is your basketball opinion on that? That can be our pre-intro. I have have none because I have because I actually have never had a basketball opinion. Dude, okay, okay. Without knowing anything about basketball at all, like literally anything. The real question is, is, how does this affect Jordan's legacy? <laughs> real question. Will the Rangers be better this year because Kyrie was traded? No. The Rangers, 100%. Now that Kyrie's out of the New York area, yes, the Rangers will be better this year. 100%. Well, probably an argument to be made there. Anyway, welcome Dude, back to the Excelsior Welcome back to the Excelsior Podcast. get off is frank starting now yeah frank starts frank starts shout out brandon I'm gonna go with- jordan you can start uh-huh. your so yeah That's welcome back to excelsior podcast as always i'm your host jordan wasserberger and today i am joined by ethan wagner good to be back and logan drakas how are we doing oh but did you guys see the youtube version of last week's episode I have never seen the YouTube version of any episode okay. ever. I tried it. I watched the uh, the holiday special, and that was super cool. Anyway. Okay, can you chat, look at the YouTube version of, of last week's episode? Tell me if you like that format better. Because I it's basically, I used an AI to automatically cut so it shows who's talking on screen. And it works like 60% of the time, right? And then sometimes it's just like Logan talking, but it shows me or Patrick. Um, but tell me if you like that more than like the person who's talking. Shows. Yeah, yeah. Tell, watch it and tell me if you like that more than like the yeah. normal Excelsior. Nothing's coming up. It's Excelsior right. podcast. Do you have to like really look it up to find it, dude? It's just one. You word. Gotta, like, really one word. It like is that. one word. It is but, one you word. Just, you might just give him the URL. Logan. <laughs> well, I actually think um, a really important part of it is like the reactions of everyone else as other okay. people. Okay, so you want to... Okay. Right now I'm talking and Ethan's all like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so I'll switch, okay, so I'll switch back. Okay, I, it, was a little, it was a little experiment. It was a little experiment. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, so today, we're going to be talking... We're, we're doing the long-awaited Rick and Morty Part 3. It has Part been... Wait, let me actually go... Well, let me actually Chung. see how long all my homies has... Say it, Ashley Chung and I like saying... How long has it been since Rick and Morty Part 2? Let me actually see. This. It's been a it's minute. Been, it's definitely Rick been... Rick and Morty Part 1 was even further. But I'm glad we're continuing this series. Rick and Morty Part 2... Like no, dude, dude, 
Dude, listen, Rick and Morty Part 2 was February 17th, 2022. It has been almost a year to the day since Rick and Morty and Part 2. And I would two. also like to say, um, this is the first time we have had a Part 3 on Excelsior. It is. A it is. That's because it's Rick and Morty deserves a Part 3. Just like the best. Deserves yeah, a part, the, part 3. It's also the first time that we've, like, completed all of the parts of something, because... Invincible what do you mean part all the parts? Two. Season 7, baby. No, but, like, but like... We've like like we've covered it up as much as we could cover because like Invincible Part Two never never came out. Yeah, love uh, for everybody wondering why Logan is YouTube thing that they released. Did you no, not the... see the trailer? Yeah, we no. talked about it in the group chat. Wait, there's a Rick and Morty trailer? What? No, Invincible. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible like we never uploaded Invincible Part Two. Oh yeah, because it was trash. No, it was actually really good. I just... No, it was actually a great episode, and we just <laughs> never uploaded it. Um, we yeah, no, upload but... it we could. Uh, in like preparation for season two, yeah. cut that one out and then upload Invincible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we should so, talk about. But, uh, yeah, real quick before we start, I said uh, obviously trigger warning. Justin Worland's a piece of shit, and like you know that. So if so trigger warning for for all that stuff, but we are still going to talk about Rick and Morty because we do love the show with the caveat that Justin Worland is a piece of shit. All right, and then cool. he will no longer be on the show. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so Rick and Morty season six. Let me pull up a list of the episodes. I need yeah. to remember what happened. Take a quick rundown, go through what happened. Well, yeah. I, so I for those, yeah, yeah, for yeah. those who, for those who do not, because this was almost, yeah, this is like solid five months ago. For those, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was two months ago. Started. Uh, yeah. For those who do not remember Rick and Morty season six, it is basically the season of Rick's character development. I think that's pretty fair to say. Uh, it starts with the revelation about like this Rick Prime character. Wow, I totally just sound like a 1940s talk show host. Well, as far as the revelation that Rick Prime... British talk show host. You know what somebody told me, actually? Somebody told me that my voice is really soothing to listen to. No, I, I, I've heard that. I've actually heard that as well. Have you really? From who? People um, say that like, so, you have like a very good podcast voice. Dude, that's what people have been telling me. And like, that's a, I think it's a good compliment. Like, I really like that. Anyways. Um, so, you guys, you know, bitches. Are you going to bump me? I'm right here, dude. Bump me. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. So it starts with the revelation that uh, Rick Prime killed our Rick's fa- entire family. And then it sort of does a detour, and like we got a bunch of side quests until the Sun episode. I forget which one that is. We're like, we got some more Rick character development, and then there are some more side quests until... Like the finale when there's some more Rick. There's also like, like the rift being open for the first half of the season, though they never really. Yeah, and then they like randomly close that with the dinosaurs. It's kind of like a whole like, oh yeah, really we're not actually. Well, let's just yeah. go through like a real quick episode summary in case people forgot or they don't want to look it up on their own. Episode one, Solar Rick's like him getting back to his right universe, some Rick Prime stuff. Episode two, Die Hard episode. Episode three um, is the Beth incest episode, which was hilarious. Episode four, Night Family. Um, episode five. Before the, we go, by the way, before we move on with the summary, um, I watched the Beth incest episode with my parents because I didn't think it would be did, that. Did you now? That was actually one of their only watches of Rick and Morty. And my mom was like, what yeah. are you watching? Continue. Yeah. Episode yeah. five, um, fortune cookie episode, uh, episode six, the dinosaurs come and fix the rift. Um, episode seven, I believe was the weird like last time on like meta. That yeah, was. yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Um, episode eight is Pissmaster. Episode nine is the Sun episode. 
And then episode 10 is... Um, the finale. Yeah. What, if a light, what if you dropped a lightsaber straight down? Lightsaber directly yeah. vertical. Yeah. An insane uh, season. That is an insane favorite. season. The more I think no, about it, it's insane season. I think... Uh, I would yeah, like I to characterize the, like how insane it is, is I keep on going on Hulu and wanting to click the tab of seasons and clicking season six so I can rewatch season six episodes. But I've yet... Yeah, to here's my thing. My thing with... Yeah, my, my thing with Rick and Morty always has been... Within a season, there are like one or two episodes I remember, usually, right? Like really remember. And this season, it's four or five, uh, which is a, which is definitely a, you know obviously there's seven or eight or nine or ten. Or, or ten right? And obviously there's recency bias in that and whatever. Um, I mean, I guess we just like, kind of give our overall thoughts and then like, do we want to just go into like some of the major themes of the season, or whatever? Yeah, let's give overall thoughts first. Well, Jordan, would yeah. Like so I think I will. I would love to start. Thank you. Um, Overall, I think it's a pretty good season. It's definitely in the top half of seasons for Rick and Morty. Uh, it by far does the most for Rick's character development and Morty's. And just like for, in terms of moving the actual characters forward, by far does the most of any season, I think. Um, episode by episode, I think we maybe could have used one less like silly, goofy episode and one more character-driven episode. Like, I think season one starts us off in a really good start. And then we don't really get anything until episode nine, right? So it's like eight episodes of filler a little bit. And then nine and ten are spectacular. Um, not like the filler's all bad. It's just like, you know, I would have liked to maybe swap one out for, for whatever. Um, by far, I think, the worst episode of the season. Like, like the Beth Incest one was weird. Like, really weird. But I think the worst episode was probably Night Fit. I think the worst episode was probably Night Family. If I had to, if I had, I know it's like a hot take. This right here, this is why you don't only show you, so you don't see what me and Ethan just did. I know it's like a little bit of a hot take, but like, maybe I'm forgetting Night Family. Maybe it's like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have Jordan. Ashley Chung, where are you? Maybe I'm forgetting Night Family. Unless it's like, or maybe it's like Analyze Piss. Oh no, no, that was a good one. No, no, that was a good one. That was a good one. No, no, no. Analyze Piss was good. Anger after being. No, 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 no. You're right. I'm sorry. Sorry. Analyze Piss was. About to start my monologue. Was was the weird meta one. The weird meta one. No, okay. The weird meta one. I didn't think was terrible. You said like alternatively, like the worst episode. I didn't think the weird meta one was that bad. It's definitely my second worst. I know. I kind of liked it. No, Analyze Piss was actually really good. Stick to your point. Stick to your point. Right. Right. Anyways, yeah. Night Family. I didn't love. I thought it was just like. I understand why it exists as an episode because, like, oh, we're gonna make fun of us and like whatever, and yeah, us is a stupid movie, but us is a terrible movie. But like, I don't know, it just didn't really do it for me personally. Um, I like, 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 you know, I thought most of the filler content in the season was quite good. That one just didn't do it for me. But like, you know, that's about it. Um, yeah, Wagner, I've talked about for us about a while about like how Rick and Morty does their plot, and like, I think I was probably outsizedly bothered by the dinosaur episode, by them just, like, closing the rift randomly, because um, I am definitely more of, like, a oh, I like it when plots actually move forward and aren't just randomly shut down for the sake of comedy. Like, I was really hoping that Evil Morty was gonna be a bigger thing, and then Evil Morty just kind of disappeared, and then, like, all of the aftermath of that just, like, didn't really matter. Um, so that's kind of it, but overall, really good season. Uh, I am very excited for season seven and to see what happens with Rick and where he goes uh, and and everything else. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go next, Logan. Um, I disagree with everything Jordan just said. Literally um, everything. 
Literally not everything? Just every point that he said, but the core of what he was saying. Like, I actually disagree with everything you just said. And I actually, when I say, like, sometimes we exaggerate on this podcast, but I actually disagree sometimes. with everything you just said. Um, I'm sorry, do you think this wasn't one of the best seasons for Rick's character development? Yeah, but the way you were characterizing it was as if, like, Rick hadn't had character development before this season. Um, no, no, he absolutely has. But this is definitely more Rick-centric left. than, like, season five, which was probably more Morty-centric. Um, yeah. This is what I'll say. Um, I think characterizing the season as a bunch of filler episodes is a really big misinterpretation of what the season was. And that's what I mean by I disagree with it at its core. Sure, 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 sure. What you're talking about is the big bad, right? Which the first five seasons, it was Evil Morty. You have to remember that Evil Morty is introduced episode eight of season one and is not reintroduced till season three, episode, what is it, like, whatever? Eight, eight, eight. again, or something? I, I think it's a mistake. Yeah, but And that's not what Rick and Morty's about. That's not the definition of filler. The, the the debate between like canonical and like yeah. pocket episodes is not about the big bad. It's about how the people progress throughout the episode. And so to call these episodes filler, my actual viewing of it is that there were actually way less filler episodes in this season than any That's other true. season in Rick and Morty. And me and Logan have talked about this. It's because of the new writers, right? When I actually think of episodes that were more filler, there's Die Hard, which is like really the big filler episode. And there's like something about like Rick actually appreciating Morty in there. But yeah. they like, really, they like kind of, I don't know. It's, it's probably the lower one. And then, like, and then like, you could say... The cookie one is a filler episode. Like maybe it's about Jerry and Rick. Wait, what, what's the what's the cookie one again? Oh, Final Destination. Yeah, no, I really like that one. I actually no, no, no. love that. Filler does not mean bad, by the way. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. I'm just saying, like, as in filler, as in not like being more of in its pocket. Um, like cookies. Like, the second one, and then, like, maybe, like, the meta one, though the meta one was just kind of weird. Where, like, in most... No, I think the meta one's, like, the definition of filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. So, so like, yeah. like, so those are more three filler episodes where it's, like, more, like, five to six, right? And, like, we had this conflict right. in season four where they're trying to figure it out. But I actually think there was way more canonical stuff in this season which I think is a better shift for Rick and Morty. South Park did a similar shift, um, which I, I mean, think... It, it backfired with South Park. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, Jordan? Dude, what are you, the like, later... What is, dude, dude, what are you talking about? Have you watched the later South Park seasons? They're terrible. Like, everything since they introduced Tegrity Farms, because Tegrity Farms is like one of the worst decisions they ever made on South Park. If like from when, if you go from Integrity Farms to now, like I can count. Look, <laughs> have you watched South Park? I have not watched South Park. I've maybe watched like two or three episodes. Okay, Integrity Farms sucks. It's like it's like it gets like kind of funny sometimes, but like, I can count on two hands in the last five seasons of South Park how many episodes are like as funny as what's in. Uh, Part. You want to give, but when I say filler, by the way, I don't mean like has nothing to do with just before Wagner gets back. 
Um, when I say filler, I don't mean like has nothing to do with character progression. I he's absolutely right. I mean like has nothing to do with the overall story. What does Tegrity Farms mean? Why, why, it's why? basically Randy in South Park builds a weed farm, and that's <laughs> for all of our uh, well, for everybody. We've uh, Excelsior group chat, and Wagner is announcing his retirement from the podcast. <laughs> Guys, I would like to thank everyone. Please read out. Amazing being on the podcast with you guys. I'm officially leaving Excelsior. Pour one out. Pour one out for for Ethan Wagner. Yeah, he will be missed. Um, missed. Although, Um, let's be honest, uh, the quality of the content is about to take a massive spike upwards. Massive spike. Also, all of you are about to be able to save so many thousands of dollars in headphone bills and just like your ear surgery. Um. No, I mean, we can go back to Rick and Morty. Like, you know, Logan, do you want to give your, your overall thoughts? Yeah, I'll, I'll give my overall thoughts um, while waiting. Ethan now said, I'm putting in my letter of resignation. <laughs> I wish all of you the best of luck in the future. So he'll probably be back in a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, just give it like 30 seconds. <laughs> I really liked this season. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's really hard to compare it to the other Rick and Morty seasons, primarily because it does such a good job with character development. And it just feels like a different Rick and Morty than we've kind of come to know. Right? And we've seen like this kind of progression as the seasons have gone on. Like seasons one and two were a bit more like bantery, not really worrying about like the overall plot. And then once they got a lot of funding after seasons two and three, they really realized like, wow, we have something really special here. We should start doing something with it, and so they start. And, like, and here it is. And here it is. And and we start ramping up the character prese- uh, progression more in seasons four, five, and six. And I feel like season six is like the pinnacle of like them like saying, "All right, I can't. All right, Ethan, you want to do your thing? Like you can do your thing." He, I, very clearly, he wants to do a thing. How the fuck do you not like Tegrity Farms, Ethan? Tegrity Farms? How the fuck do you not like Tegrity Farms? What are you talking about? Switching the main character from Stan to then Cartman, then to Mr. Marsh, and him growing weed on a farm is the funniest fucking switch and amazingest save ever in fucking TV history. It is the best maneuver ever in TV history. The best saving of a show Ever. They're on season, like, 26, bro, and it's still, like, the highest-rated, like, Emmy Award-winning fucking show. They barely even drop episodes now, and it's still amazing. It is, like, like world-renowned for this change. You know you're in the minority with that opinion, right? Because you stated it as if everyone fucking thinks that when no one does. No one. Ever since... Mr. Marsh beat the shit out of another dad at Little League game. South Park has had an exponential. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you are not. No, 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 no. You are not telling me that, um, oh my God, the losing edge is the start of this. The losing edge is one of the funniest episodes in television history. No, it's not. What are you talking about? No, it is not. No, it is not. The start of the transition to South Park is the season where Cartman gets Heidi and they start dating. That's the start of a transition. You are out of your no, mind if you think the losing. We're talking about beginning this. That's the first episode when Randy Marsh 
is actually a real character yes, on the episode. but that's not what I'm saying. The, the switch of South Park is not Randy Marsh. I the switch, you are so wrong. Fucking thing ever. Dude, no, no. The switch of South Park, I can actually tell you the, the season. That's not, you are actually insane. You are, no, you are, I'm going to leave the podcast if you keep on talking. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me, and I will actually leave the podcast if you keep on talking. I'm serious. I'm not fucking joking with you. I can do other shit right now. I will leave if you keep say one more fucking word. Are you done? Okay. I'm talking about two different switches. I'm not talking about the canonical switch right now, which is Heidi and Cartman. That is true. That's not what I'm fucking talking about. I'm talking about Randy Marsh's development as a fucking character, which is the start of Randy Marsh becoming the main character in South Park, which he is as of right now. No other TV show ever in history has been able to switch its main character twice and seen that much success. We are not going to talk about South Park on this episode anymore. I have other shit to do. I want to respond to that. No. You will I mean, not no. I mean, no. You will not respond to it. You will not respond to it. And we are going to talk about Rick and Morty because Logan has a place to be. And I also have midterms to study for. And if you want to do a South Park episode, we can do a South Park episode. That will not be done now. Okay? I don't think I've ever seen you this heated about, like, any... Like, Logan, have you, has he ever been You've this... just been wrong about literally everything yeah. you've said in the first 15 minutes of this podcast, and it's so infuriating. That's just not true. I don't... I, I'm not... We can talk about South Park another time. We can talk about another time. Just to finish what I was saying about my thing, um, yeah. I just wanted to make that distinction between filler and canon. Yeah, because no, no. it doesn't have the big bad in it, and it doesn't address Rick Prime. In the earlier seasons, it took us a while to start really addressing that stuff. No, I, I said this in that okay. when you were... I said this during the break when you were when you were gone. Your definition of filler is right. I used filler in the wrong and, way. And, and, and I think... Um, I think people were mad about the ending, and we'll talk about the ending, like the end of the season. I personally didn't share that, and I think it's okay for yeah. them not to really delve into Rick Prime as much after starting the season like that. This is a classic Rick and Morty trope, and I, and though you haven't liked it throughout it, this is one of the things I personally love about Rick and Morty. Yeah, and stop. Yeah. Um, I was talking about something before you guys were talking. Um, Logan was talking about how it was one of his favorite seasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's one of my favorite seasons, but with the stipulation that it takes the character development to a new level, in my personal opinion. Um, I think especially in terms of Rick. And so it's hard for me to look at season six and be like, was this better than season one? It almost feels like a different show. Um, I, I think that's a perfect character. 100%. 100%. Um, and so, like, I loved this season. It was so high quality. And, like, I think us having the conversation around, like, is it the best Rick and Morty season? Like, is it really um, one that we should have? Um, just because they really took it in a new direction. The younger writers were a lot more involved. Uh, and they they just did a fantastic job. And, like, you do get, like, the the flashes of regular Rick and Morty. But, like, pretty much entirely underlying the season is character development of Rick. Yep. And even in the filler episodes we talked about with the last time on episode and the uh, Die Hard episode, you still get the underlying themes of Rick's character development. And then you get other episodes with more overt character development, like Night Family, like um, the dinosaur episode. And so I feel like it's really cool how they've taken a more canonical approach to Rick and Morty. Yeah, I think it's so rare. Like, to the point of, like, how insane it is that we're saying this might be the best season of Rick and Morty. And I don't know that it is. I don't know that it is. But we're at least having that conversation. It's so rare for a show in its sixth season to be able to do something like that. Like, 
Breaking Bad Season 5 might be the best season of Breaking Bad, right? Better Call Saul, the final season, might be the best. Like, there's an argument there, right? The last season best for Better Call Saul, but continue. But, but you could, like, make the argument. <laughs> but, like, there are very few shows where that's the case. Where you could even make the argument that a Season 5 or a Season 6 is better than, like, the like Season 1, right? Because most shows well, are strong. Two or three or something. Right, two like or three. Like, most shows are strongest yeah, in, yeah, in that band. I think what and, also makes it interesting is that, like, specifically because of the trajectory of Rick and Morty, I didn't realize how low my expectations had dropped after season five. Yeah. The yeah. way we talked about it, I, it honestly needs a regrade in our part two, because the way we praise season five is almost ridiculous when you think about yeah. the consistency that season six is bringing on an episode to episode basis. Yeah. Oh. Is the sperm episode the best episode of Rick and Morty? Yes. But the cons- what, what, what wait what what did you say wait no 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 you know you, know, you can't just get away with that you know? the sperm episode is not even remotely close to the best episode of Rick and Morty. it's the worst episode it's the worst yeah thank you Logan it's the worst no, episode the of best. the entire show but like with that being the really really fun. <laughs> no yeah. in all honesty though like in all honesty like that's not what I think like like there's some really big misses in season five like so bad and I just when we're going to break down like episode to episode and what we feel like our personal rankings on that episode to episode rank is, I'm going to struggle with that bottom one. Yeah. No, I definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I just want to yeah, put this. Yeah. this, this. More no, I, I definitely think. <laughs> I definitely think the, uh, the consistency of this season is probably its best, like next to character development, is its best quality, um, especially since they brought in a new team of writers. And, like, I think Wagner is right. You can feel that in just... Like, one of my biggest issue, issues with Rick and Morty is I think a lot of the show is really inconsistent. Like, uh, most seasons you kind of expect one to two misses, if not more. And this season, like, I, like, I have maybe two misses. Maybe. And, like, in, in all honesty, it's probably just one, and it's the meta episode. Because, like, even though I didn't love Night Family, it's still a, like, decently good episode. Do we want to talk about Night Family real quick? No, no, no. I think no, 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 no. We should go episode by episode. Yeah, I think we yeah. wait on this yeah. for a second. Um, um, any other overlying things that we're missing? I, mean, I want to save the ending for yeah. later. Yeah, we'll talk about the... Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I guess the only question is, how do you guys feel about, and we can, I guess, wait until we're at episode six, but how do you guys feel about the rift being closed in that kind of, like, haphazard way? I think you're missing, and I think this is a bigger thing. I think you're. I did not want Evil Morty in this season. Yeah, I didn't think the rift was like. I didn't want them to go like. I think it's like again, and I think it's just a problem that you have with Rick and Morty in general. And this just sure. It's not. I wouldn't say this is like. This is not something I'm yelling you at clearly because it's not as stupid as Tekken films. But um, the thing we'll is. The uh, the thing about this is it's like a preference thing, and I think yeah. it's like what the like like the biggest Rick and Morty fans love about it so much is like you're. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fake fan. No, I think you're just missing the point of Evil Morty. Um, because so. season five, the finale of season five, and why we loved season five after listening to the podcast a little bit was this like eight, nine, ten run at the very back that featured a lot of crow content that I personally loved. Um, and also, um, just an amazing 
ending to the uh, like a mediocre, a really mediocre season, and that's yeah. why we loved it so much. And this ending with Ricky, with Evil Morty, which we didn't really predict, was that every Morty is an Evil Morty, and his the point why he leaves is because he like wants to escape a reality without Rick, and you can empathize with that when understanding the dynamic. Yeah. And maybe I wish they would have delved into that a little bit because Morty and Rick's relationship was kind of repaired a little quickly. And this is one of my only problems with the season mm-hmm. is you have this amazing ending to season five that we kind of forget in season six. And Rick and Morty kind of does that sometimes where in their first episode, they kind of like do all that and like forget about it. But like, like, I, that's where the growth is coming from, but I wish they had at least addressed it a little bit, because in the first season, in the first episode, he's only going there. So he's, he's saving Morty, but he's not really, right? Like, he's yeah. going to Morty's dimension because he thinks Rick Prime is there, yeah. right? And that, like, kind of ties into some of the stuff we're talking about. No, um, I, think, I think it's less that I'm mad, or, or, like, or, like, it's less that I'm peeved that the rift was closed. It's more that they like the way they close the rift is representative of like the way they treat everything that the rift represents, right? And you know, it's both a little bit also a metaphorical rift between Rick and Morty. I, I think you're right. I just kind of wanted a little more. I wish I would have touched on it more. I didn't necessarily want evil Morty. I just like no, no, but but just more, more. It's, it'd be like if like after Endgame, the next Marvel movie just like didn't mention it at all, right? And it just act like it never happened. It's that I sort just... of thing where like. You know, I understand the battle between continuity and, like, you know, moving on and doing classic Rick and Morty adventures, but sometimes having a season-to-season, you know, continuitous effect is a good thing. Yeah, it's just, it's something, like, where they're, they're, like, what they reveal at the end of that season is really messed up. Yeah, yeah. Like, really messed up, and the fact that just Morty forgives them and they kind of, like, move on, um, there's a lot of things that happen, like, a lot of Ricks fucking died and a lot of Ricks were returned into reality. It's like a lot of shit was messed up and they're not really, and it also causes a lot of plot holes, which I want to end the episode with just on an over, like, had there's just a lot of structure to the Rick and Morty universe that has been completely broken and they don't need to address it yet, but it would have been nice to get something with that. And I I think that's a fair critique to her. That's right. All right. You want to do episode by episode? Yeah, let's, let's run it. We kind of touched on episode one. That was kind of... Yeah, we've touched on... A little bit of time for that ending, because I want to talk about the ending. Yeah, we've touched on Solarex. I need to remember what actually happened. Oh, oh my God. The one thing I just want to talk about over is... It was was needed. Um, Space Beth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a new character to the family dynamic. Oh, it was good. Oh, it was really good. Really interesting stuff. Because it starts in episode one. Or the jealousy between the two Beths. I think that's an interesting thing to explore in, like, a one-season kind of thing that doesn't need to be, like, some, like, super thing they need to delve into. But it was a cool, interesting way to deal with the B story of... Like, I thought that B story was actually really strong as well, and I think that's going to end up me leaving this as one of its stronger, at least in the top half of the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Uh, also uh, also just super engaging, like, very interesting premise um, moving around, like... And obviously, like, as Rick and Morty lovers, like, you're going to want him to, like, interact with Rick Prime. And that scene of him in, like, the space 
box thing, a whole thing or whatever. and it just prods your imagination so much as to what else they could do with Rick Prime. They got totally a bunch of doors to attack. Yeah, no, the, the Rick Prime setup, I think, is perfect. Like, literally perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really strong opener. And they've, they've always opened seasons really strong, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, th- I thought that was great. I really liked going back to the original reality. I thought oh, that was really oh, cool. Oh God, yeah, Jerry um, and stuff like and that. Having, having Morty see Jerry right, and Jerry's right. and Jerry's just the opposite of everything we know Jerry to be from the last five seasons of the show. Um, I thought that was really cool. Like that kind of stuff, I thought worked really, really well. I remember what and, I remember what else happens in this episode. Uh, yeah, no, the space no. bath stuff is great. Well, so it's 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 it's, um, it's space bath. It's going back to oh, and then the portal, the portal gun stuff. So it's basically so it's summer dealing with her stuff with the baths. Yeah, it's Morty dealing with his Sith, which is like the kind of B. Yeah, going back to the yeah. when he goes back to the house. It's just they all have to fight like demons of their past. A yeah, bit. no, and, it works really well. And I think, and it I think works, what, I, it's it's a killer episode. I, I just the other thing I want to say is like. I don't know about you guys, and I don't know what it says about me, like, as a person in general, but, like, dude, I did not think of Jerry, that, like, original Jerry, since he was frozen in the ice. Oh, same. 100%. 100%. And that's, like, really fucked up. Yeah. No, we we forgot about him. We go back to Mr. Nimbus, like, Morty going around and, like, fixing the remains of their adventures. No, we, we forgot about Rick as much as the characters did. And that's a really yeah, like, scary it. thing. Um, the other thing I was going to say about this episode, which I really liked, is seeing Rick kind of a bit scared and, like, backed into a corner between Rick Prime and losing the portal gun and everything. Like, you see a different side of Rick opening up this season that kind of then leads into, you know, what we've been talking about the rest of his character development, uh, where Rick isn't God. Rick is, like, for six... For, for, voice was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because, like, for five seasons of Rick and Morty, Rick has been God. Like, Rick has just been the most powerful being in the universe. Nothing can really phase him. And, you know, it's sort of been really... It's, and it's been really fun. Okay, wait, wait, stop, stop. You can't say that. You can't say that. Because that's not true. What? He, he hasn't been God for the last five seasons. Season five delved with him not being God. He literally lost a fight to God and was saved by... Like, we've touched fair, on this fair, before. In this fair, it's, fair, it's unfair fair. to say that this is the first time <laughs> We've actually had critiques with Rick not... Being enough of a god in the first two parts of Rick and Morty. Yeah. <coughs> Anyways, oh, yes, yeah, episode one. <coughs> it's still a cool point, though. Yeah, we yeah. can. We can uh, yeah, I was episode two, the Die Hard episode. Um, I like Die Hard. Thought it was like kind of funny. Big Die yeah, Hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's big. It's big Die Hard. Um, and that's kind of like all. Again, I I don't remember the episodes as well as I should, but like that's kind of all I can kind of say. Um, yeah, um, it is cool. It is cool seeing like the family working together to save Morty, right? That's like kind of cool. Um, and it's also nice just seeing Summer interact. Like, like all the stuff where Summer has no idea what Die Hard is was really cool. Also, Peter Dinklage in Rick and Morty was awesome. Like I heard, I heard as much. Well, I was like, holy shit, is that Peter Dinklage? That was awesome <laughs> some more. Like that was, that was so beautiful. fucking cool. That was, uh, that, was such, that was a great cameo. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was a very fun episode coming off of a very serious, heavy episode. Yeah, it was needed. It was yeah. definitely needed. Um, Summer story fell flat a little bit for me. It, it was fine. Um, probably the worst storyline for me, just like in general. Um, probably definitely like the the least thought out. Like you could tell it was yeah. just like do a diehard, write some jokes. Yeah. Um, 
the Marta like Rick thing. Oh they yeah, are so good at building universes. It reminded me of the car battery episode from season two, which yeah, is critically acclaimed as one of the more the better um, episodes. They're amazing at making these better. universes and like immersing us in a universe that we felt like we've been in for a while, where it's really been for five minutes. Um, yeah. They do a really good job, like setting it up and like us being able to empathize with like little like shards of Morty and like being able to like feel like if we were in that position, like what would we do? Like you're losing yourself, you know? And then like, like, like it's a joke, but they make all these fragments of Morty real people. Like, like when they, you first are all like, of course they're like going to get together. And then they totally flip it on their back with March's conversation with the president where he's like, yeah, I know I'm a shard. You know, because it's first like, oh, it's a super basic storyline that Rick has to, like, convince all the people um, that they're, like, Morty. But, like, once he does that, that's actually not the problem, right? Like, the president's like, dude, like, like I don't want to give up my life. And then he makes a quick joke about, like, doing heroin because, like, we're all video game shards. But, like, 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 it's actually way more complex than, like, you would think. And I think they, like, this is, that storyline is the reason why I wouldn't put it as my last episode. Yeah, they uh, should give a little bit of credit for uh, jumping into the middle of a story is definitely something tricky to do. Um, and it's not, they didn't do non-linear storytelling. They just did like linear storytelling, but they started in the middle and gave us like a little bit of context as they went, um, which I feel like was a really cool way to just immerse you quickly in the story. I just wanted to shout that out. As a yeah, credit. totally. hundred yeah. percent. Totally. I think, that. I think Wagoner is right. One of the most underrated things, at least, at least it may not be underrated, but I just haven't seen it talked about as much, are the micro-universes that Rick and Morty delves into a lot of times. Like, obviously, there's the car battery episode. There's definitely, oh, yeah, um, the video game one, uh, where they're in, like, the Dave and Busters. What's that one called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, you got Roy. The Thomas Grant. That's Holy also my, my What's up, Thomas? Dude, I'm so confused. Can I have a jacket? Of your jacket? You have my jacket. Is it that? That's the jacket? This is gonna get cut, right? Um, yeah, it's gonna get cut. This is not the jacket. Oh, you mean your, like, suit jacket. Yeah. Okay, you guys keep... Well, no, we're just gonna cut it. Like... Yeah, we're gonna cut it. Let's just chill. Logan, how are you feeling for that midterm? It's literally, like, it's just calc. So, like, I know all the material. It's just, like, whether or not I, like remember it good enough slash practice it enough. Right. How are you doing it in general? Otherwise? Uh, I'm so overscheduled, dude. I'm so fucking insanely overscheduled. Yeah, I feel that. Sorry, Thomas Grant is really annoying, but is now my brother for life, so. <laughs> we're saying, um, hey, so these micro-universes, like the, um, the Roy from the Dave and Buster's thing, like, that's also an amazing one. And I think the Marta, like, I think Roy is probably the most emotionally affecting of the micro universes but i thought the marta dude, one also dude also the um was the episode of warm up too because me and logan had some problems with it originally but the train episode fourth season they make multiple many universes and they do it really really freaking well it's almost yeah. the thing that i think they do best in Rick and it's Morty. one of the best things with morty i thought marta was no exception uh it's yeah, one of the no. most complex it's one of the most complex ones it's i think the one that ties into the main characters the best like maybe roy it's, it's between those two um but marta was great i i thought it was a really interesting thing for rick to have to sort through 
especially since he, if I remember correctly, goes about it in a very un like he starts out just being normal Rick, like all right, we gotta get all do it, blah blah blah. And then he goes about it in a very unRick like way and actually shows compassion and understanding yeah, yeah, in, like, in how in how he deals with these these shards of Morty. And it's just you know, it's the start. It's a big leap for Rick as a character. Yeah, it's, we're just, it's really it's really where you see the season's development shops just like coming in full swing where you're like, damn, I did not yeah, expect Rick to do that. Yeah, and that's Yeah, they really just take it they take a left turn that like I'm, we're usually, like, smart people, and we watch a lot of shit, you know? So, like, we usually have good senses for what's going to happen, and that doesn't necessarily ruin stuff. But, like, yeah. so like they just they took a storyline and made it super interesting, and they didn't do that with the summer storyline at all. Yeah. And it was, like, cool yeah. for her to have, like, watch Die Hard at the end and the plot twist that she, like, actually has the gun taped to her back because she, like, oh, was watched funny. Die Hard oh, was funny. in the bathroom or something. Like, that was funny. And, like, it was all kind of funny. But, like... That wasn't that funny, though. What happened? I liked it. It wasn't, it wasn't funny enough to warrant not actually doing anything interesting. Or putting in any effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I liked it. I enjoyed it. So it was, uh, it was definitely, and that's because, what, but like, in a normal, in season five or four, like, that would have been a stronger episode, I feel like, because that yeah. March of Storyline was so strong. Yeah. Uh, season uh, three. Episode the, three. The Beth Incest episode. <laughs> so, it's, it's... Big fan of this episode. Big I... A huge, enormous, humongous big fan of this episode. I am a, a big... I, like I'm a bigger fan of this episode than the size of that geese in the original Puss in Boots. Call back to last episode. Watch uh, people who I watch. Hey, uh, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. I think it's. Hey, I like the episode, and it it's one of those episodes where like, yes, this makes perfect sense, especially for like where Beth is going into it. Like, like hundred percent. I don't know if I love it as much as you all do, and like I don't know why I don't, but like, oh, but like it is very, very good, and it is a great episode for yeah. Beth. And it may just be like I am not as interested in Beth's story as I am in like Rick Morty and Summer. Um, yeah, but, Beth is religiously kind of seen as one of the characters that falls flat in this in this show. Yeah, but this, but but a great episode nonetheless. Like, great I want to say like the big thing for me, not talking like analytically, but purely like. My and I'm pretty sure Ethan's like subjective experience of this episode was that like there was like a line like thrown in at like the beginning and I was and I was like so yeah for the context me and Logan watched Rick and Morty on Facetime like every time and um, until Logan like ditched me one episode for some reason I forget why I had to watch it just with Alexa and it was super sad but beside that uh, also Ashley you're fake as fuck Um, yeah Ashley but. Yeah, it, it was, it was, uh, yeah, maybe it's a personal thing, but like the first commercial break goes on, and me and Logan are like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and then they do. And, and another <laughs> context is that Logan watches crazy. And Logan, again, more context. Logan watches it on my uh, Verizon account on Adult Swim, which means he's a couple seconds behind me. <laughs> and so. They start making out, and I'm freaking out, and Logan hasn't seen it yet. And I'm just looking down at the phone and trying to, like, hold in my freak out, but until, like, Logan sees the same thing I'm seeing. And God, did they do- Was there a B story in this? No, it was just No, Logan. no, it's, it's all Beth. It's all Beth. <laughs> they committed. They double fucking down. No, no, but, like, this is what the sperm episode should have been. Yeah, because right. like, it's but this first one is bad. No, this is what it should have been. This is premise, but like they do it really well, and it's really funny, and like you kind of forget how weird it is 
just because of like they use like some really good tropes to like and they also use it with like rick also of doing it and like we're more used to like the clone at this point yeah they definitely you're definitely like just like the the delivery of the weirdness just made it so much funnier and like it's what it it's like it's what the sperm episode should have been in that they went in the complete like weirdest most uncomfortable direction but just executed it so well it honestly yeah. feels it feels very Blade Runner to me, like in a good way. In a good way, it's just like you know, these we, we're like, oh, like she's she's making out with her clone, and like that's a thing that's happening. Um, but, but I think, again, but no, 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 no. But it's done. It's I think, I think with this kind of an episode, you run the risk of like, had they played it off as a joke, then it like sort of defeats the entire episode. Uh, and I think because they take it seriously and use it as a way to like explore Beth in a, in a just deeper way than we've seen before in the show. It's, it's a really, really good story moment because they could have very easily been like, Oh, this is so weird and wacky. She's making out with her. It's with her not phone. just about Beth though. And I think that's what makes, gives this story. Like it's real, real heart at the end of the day. It's about Jerry as well. The whole thing is a talk yeah. on their respective Jerry and some of the differences between like it it's not really about developing our Beth, it's about developing Space Beth yeah. and like their like whole marriage situation in general, which we like touched on at the start of season five with Nimbus, but like they never really put in the effort to do in season five. Yeah. Um, that's right. And they haven't in a while. Because like most people kinda agree that it's not like a, a trope. No, they, they, they accomplish like they, they accomplish they accomplish more they accomplish more for the Beth and Jerry story than most other seasons in one episode than most other seasons do in the entire season. Yeah, I don't think if it's a crazy like development episode, I just think it was so funny. And like the B plot of the story see. technically, I guess now recalling it a little bit more, is them playing the video game and just like pretending. Like oh, yeah. literally like like they they like they like literally escaping reality as much as they can, like with the most realistic. <laughs> so, like that also is just so funny. Like when no. like that the two of them sitting there like staring into space. And they're just like talking, or the scene where they're like talking, and it's like, like they both know what they're talking about. It's like now you want to play the video game, and it's like, <laughs> and like also like Jerry playing the like like doing the uh, what what the affair game, and also the asteroid one where it's like super realistic asteroid field, and it's just the plane like going through space. <laughs> like it was a really, I think the joke super landed. Yeah. Um, it it would probably be in my like right at the middle of this season for me, episode wise. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you don't really take that much out of the post-episode. Um, I just think they executed it really well. Jordan, do you want to outline more of your problems with this episode? Because in Night Family, me and Logan are going to tear you apart. But, like... I don't have problems with Beth. I don't have problems with Beth. You said you were a little lower on this one. Yeah. I'm a little lower on it. Well, actually, I'd forgotten the video game storyline. And, like, that's I remember that being really, really funny. Like, really funny. I kind of forgotten that. I don't know. I think it's just like the only reason I'm a little lower is I'm just not as interested in Beth and Jerry. But like as an episode, it's great, and so I would st- I'd probably have it around where you have it, like in the middle of the season, or like or maybe like a one tier below. Um, yeah, we can talk. We can talk about Night Family. I am not like maybe I was a bit exaggerated the first time I brought up Night Family. I am not that negative on Night. Okay, so before you, <laughs> however, <laughs> however, however, well, no, because like I forgot. I forgot like. Is it the best episode of Rick and Morty ever? No, it's not the best episode of Rick and Morty ever. Is it one of the ten best episodes of Rick and Morty ever? 
No. Probably, like, probably not. Like, no. Like, no. Do you actually think it's one of the ten best episodes of Rick and Morty ever? Probably not. Right. I don't even think it's the best episode. I think the thing with Night Family is it is a classic Rick and Morty story. Right? Like, that's like the best story. Um, This is why I see it. I thought it was like, okay. I thought. So Morty isn't even involved in the. How is it classic Rick and Morty if it's Morty's not even like involved? For, for the show, I thought it was just like I thought it was cool. It was cool, but like the reason why I would have it lower in this season than you guys do is because I think every other episode in this season does something better than Night Family does. Like I think, uh, like, like that's anyway. It's what for like canonical crap? Jesus Christ, bro! No, no, it's just like. Like, maybe I, I would put it, like, third to last. I'd probably put, like, the dinosaur episode below it. Maybe. 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 But, like, most of the rest of this season, three babies, most of the rest of this season, I think, does better stuff than Night Family does. And so, like, it's not low because it's bad. It's low because it's just not as amazing as the rest of the What did you guys think about the animation in Night Family? Did you guys notice that? No. Yeah, they changed their style a little bit. Oh, I didn't notice it. It's... A way more like high def really? animation really? style. Yeah, it's a it's a more traditionally is kind of like they like kind of draw literally the eyeballs are like scribbles. They're not even yeah circles. yeah. Like, it's family, insane, like, Jordan. If you're looking like at, like the list of episodes, you can see like the thumbnail itself has like super cool lighting with like the eyes and everything. oh wait yeah this is way different. How did I not notice this while I was watching it? And the, the images on Google aren't going to, like... No, no, I'm literally, I'm literally looking at a video from the episode. Yeah, it's an insane Yeah, job. this is way... Like, the, light, the lighting really is what gets... I, I would be okay... Like, I would be okay with Rick and Morty. Like, it's clearly an effort thing. I don't know oh, why... I, oh, I... They should do the entire show like this. But, I mean, it's probably just too difficult and too expensive. But, yeah, this is way... I don't way... was so cool. I How did I not cool. notice this? How did I not so... notice this? It was insane. That was one of the, that's one of my favorite parts of it. And I know that's not really the episode itself. Just really. Well, no, no, it is. Like, it deserves a nod for it. Cause this yeah, is yeah, yeah. Right. This is really, really good. Like the lighting and the darkness in it is insane. I, um, I get what you mean. It's, it's a really, it's, or Logan, would you like to go first? I, I've been talking a lot. Uh, yeah, I can talk about it. Also, wait, Wagner, Morty is absolutely in this episode. What are you talking about? Morty's He's in like, it, but he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Sure, sure, sure. Keep going. Keep That's, going. So when I hear classic Rick and Morty adventure, I don't think of this episode. That's right. Like, like, also, like, the thing about this episode is that they have never really done, like, horror for Rick and Morty. And yeah. So it was literally an entire new genre that they were tapping into with this episode, which I think is what made it, like, really unique and special. I personally don't think it was executed as perfectly as it could have been. Like, they are experimenting. It's an experimental episode. Like, they're literally entering an entire new genre. They're doing a different art style a little bit. Like, so I applaud the, like, attempt and the transition. Um, and I think that that makes it a unique episode. I think it is a value add to the season as a whole. Like, if we're evaluating the season, I think Night Family is, like, one of those things that you bring up, like, right off the bat, talking about, like, this is something really special that they did in this season. Um, and now to, like, talk down on it a little bit, I think that the characters weren't really actualized as much as they could have been. And then one thing that also always bothers me, Ethan knows this, is that I don't need Rick to be God in every episode, but, like, 
I need a little bit of consistency. And I know it's a gimmick where like, it's like one punch man where like he wins when you want him to win and he doesn't win when you don't want him to win. Right. So it's like, I can't actually expect consistency in Rick's power level, but like bro got murked by like, some like spy like summer you know like i get and i get that's the point i get it's like the hierarchy is flipped on its head with the knight family and i think that's another aspect like like you're saying you get the point but like that like is the point (laughs) i knew it bothers you personally a lot it just irks me when i see rick like tied up by like rope and i'm like bro i've seen from seven other episodes that he has inspector gadget shit installed in his back. <laughs> he literally has like, has like uh, his his arm opens and it's like well, all like, the shit comes out again. like he like literally has a screwdriver in his head. like he like Dude, literally i'm sorry wait how do you know the contents of every rick and morty episode I have like a near photographic memory when it comes. To oh, I have a near photographic memory, and it's not that I've watched every episode like five times. But first off, since when have you had a photographic memory? That's how I do well in like these. Like that's how I like pull off. Ethan, if you had a photographic memory, you would not have gotten a B plus in fucking Mr. Worlds. you have never had a photographic memory as long that's as we know. Like, yeah, it's not like it's not photographic. It's just like when stuff gets like stored into the long term. When I care about it, it's like but, how I like do like like really well on like vocab tests and stuff like that so it's like state capitals and then rick and And like rick and morty like it's how i can like pull like random shit on like episodes you know what's so interesting about that logan you know what's so interesting about that what wagner's forgotten my birthday twice but he can but he knows every state capital and well if it doesn't get stored into the memory thing then it's gone right no no that's that's the thing if it's clearly it's not getting stored wagner when's logan's birthday God, it's like soon. <laughs> When's Logan's birthday? It's like about to happen. <laughs> Shit, it's about to happen. Fuck. And Logan knows my birthday and all our birthdays. Shit. Um, fuck. I know what. Like, I just what have friends who have birthdays in February. Um, actually mentioned earlier in this episode that like we dropped an episode on my birthday, and I said, "Oh, that's February twenty second. No. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> February seventeenth. <laughs> We actually dropped Rick and Morty Part 2 on his episode. Where? On his birthday. February, right? I think so. I don't know. Anyway, so Ethan's photographic memory aside. Um, right. I did not say I, that's not what I meant. I, when I just like, like, go back, go back 20 seconds to when Ethan said, I have a photographic memory. Like a massive, like. Okay, this was friend. not supposed to be this. Song. Just his. Um, they kind of like song lyrics too. Look at them. And so like it just it just like irks like the it like breaks the illusion a little bit for me. Like I suspend my disbelief for Rick and Morty in pretty much every scenario, except in the scenarios where like Rick's power level is significantly lower than like anything we've seen in like any level, and they're not clearly just doing it for like the plot. Well, I've, yeah, I've, they do, I've, like how they suspend the disbelief for that is like they basically say like one night like. The Knight family takes away all of Rick's gadgets. Yeah, I know, but like, but that's know, not enough. No, that's not enough. You're no. right. You're no, you know, like, he has like thing installed that's like, how is he not going to notice that you take? Yeah, yeah. So well, like there is Knight Rick. Like that's the whole like. Yeah, I know, but like it, you understand, and I'm I'm saying that I intellectually understand the point of no, the. No, I know, I know you do. I know all that. But it's okay for like shit to bug you personally. Like, it's okay. It's just like yeah, like, like you mean like Tarity Farms, yeah. Ethan, no, you the reason what pissed me off to is you stated it as some, like, objective thing that, like... No, I didn't! No, I didn't! We're not gonna do this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this right now. We're not doing this right now. Uh, do you want to go to final Dismiths Nation? No, I haven't even talked about it, I Oh, okay. I didn't say anything. 
I, I liked the episode. I thought it was really fucking cool. It flips the hierarchy on its back. Literally like what Logan just said. He like acknowledged but didn't care about. Um, <laughs> I also think it's so fucking creative of a concept. Like it was so funny and a total it's experiment. And like when you said classic Rick and Morty adventure, I fucking got mad at you because it's not. It's way fucking experimental episode, you know, and the conclusion that the Knight family wins. You know, they win and they're Knight family forever. Right? There's a yep. montage, you know? But then the, like, post credit scene is like, shit, we have to pay bills and stuff like that. And, like, that's a funny conclusion to, like, a pocket that episode funny. that, like, doesn't, like, it's just a really cool back and forth, you know? Yeah. I and, guess. like, it was just, it was, like, it wasn't anything, like, crazy, you know? It was just a really, really good episode of Rick and Morty. And I think more seasons need more of these episodes. Because they can't all be, like, these yeah. crazy canonical ones. And I think if more seasons had more of these episodes, it would be really good. Like, I, I just, like, God. I think, because I just I, looked through season five and season four, and, like, this this is the shit we need, you know? Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think if you, if you were, like, because I, I think the best thing about Night Family is, like, like, it's just cool. It's cool. I love it, but it's cool. Um, and you need more episodes where, like, you watch it and you're like, damn, that was cool. As opposed yeah. to like, damn, like, that was a waste of twenty two minutes. And watch like when like I don't really care about which episode I'm watching, you know, for yeah. whatever reason, explicit content. Um, but like, I totally missed whatever just happened there. But um, it like took I, me a second. And I got it. I just like, I just, I, I think it's a really, really well executed episode. And I, what bugs me, my irk is when they're lazy, like overly lazy on a storyline. There was no laziness here. Yeah. They same thing with the last one. They're just they're they're putting in effort the whole time, and you can tell. Yeah. And so it's, it's right. really well executed. Um, final destination. I love this episode. I I love this episode. I thought it was fucking awesome. I thought the fortune cookie thing was so cool. Like I, this was one of my favorite episodes of the season. It, I, I look at this episode the way I look at Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, where I watch it and I'm just like. This is so fucking cool and so smart. Holy shit. This is like this. Like, Puss Boots is now the gold standard. Dude. Puss in Boots. Logan, Puss in Boots is the gold. It's the platinum goddamn standard. This episode's fantastic. Like, I... The, 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 the last scene where it's Rick and Jerry against all the guys and they just keep on opening fortune cookies is so clever. And then when Rick just sacrifices, like the greatest power in the universe for Jerry, is is an awesome moment. It's an awesome episode. Not I even love for Jerry. It's so Jerry doesn't have sex with his mom. Like Jerry yeah. was gonna be fine. It was just so Jerry doesn't have sex. <laughs> with A little bit of emotional trauma, like emotional. Oh, um, I think it's 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 one of the best. A episodes little of emotional trauma. <laughs> <laughs> start to finish. Start to finish. It's awesome. Um, yeah, like that's it. I, I love this episode. Yeah, it's 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 really fucking funny. Like it's really like when we're talking comedic, like yeah. this is probably the funniest episode in the season, just on like comedic terms. Like you start out with this ridiculous concept, and they do this a lot. Like it's kinda like it's kinda like episode three a little bit too. Um but we start out with this insanely ridiculous concept. And they like keep it as a joke for a while. Right, and you know it's gonna be serious because like it's Rick and Morty, but like, like Summer and Morty like fucking with Jerry at this like the first like two minutes of this episode is just so fucking funny, and then like Rick and Jerry like eh, like 
it's money. You know, the dynamic is so like money. I'm probably gonna have it a little lower than you guys if we like go back and rank these. Let me uh, should, let me rank them. Yeah, I think we should rank them. And then, like, we'll give our. Just like rough. I feel like if we go rough, just rank the episodes. Yeah, rough ranking. Yeah, okay. Um, I can talk about it real quick. I think this is just like such a clever episode. And obviously, I'm like a fanboy for the Rick and Mike Inspector Gadget stuff. Like, um, but I think just all of the jokes were executed really well. Like absolutely killing it, and it's just like it's like I like as Ethan was talking, I just thought of like four or five different scenes, different jokes in my head. It's just the writing is so good. This underlying like zoo plot or whatever. Yeah, the zoo thing is hysterical. Likes eating zoo crap. Do you guys do that? Is that have you ever no about eating them because they normalize it insanely in the episode? No. Although, dude, I had animal crackers for the first time a couple days ago. Like, 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 like first time in like years. Animal crackers, animal crackers are such a good snack. They're just like sugar bread, like yeah, dude, they're sick. Animal crackers are dope. Um, you know, yeah, it's a great episode. It's a really good episode. And I actually forgot the zoo thing until you brought it up. I always forget some of the plots of these episodes. That was that was funny. Um. At all, but I think there were like two episodes that I like. After watching it, I immediately went back and rewatched it this season, and this was one of them. Like yeah. after it ended, I'm just like, I'm watching this episode again. When this I was great. Watch it. Uh, unfortunately, then we go to the dinosaur episode, which I am Ooh. very, I am ambivalent. I'm a dinosaur. I what? Dinosaurs in the bottom half for me, Logan. Yeah, I don't like. I don't love this episode. Bottom half. I think. Half, I, half, half. Here's my here's my issue. I think it's not the worst. It's definitely not the worst episode of the season. I think it's a little predictable. Like you kind of know what's like, it's like the what dinosaurs. Was predictable about it. The asteroids following the dinosaurs. Why was no that- no 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 not that not that just like not that. just like the general arc of like yeah like the dinosaurs make Earth like you know totally what's what I'm looking for. Utopia, but like it's not really utopia. And like you know, you have like you can't have life taken over, whatever. Um, that stuff actually, was like. Don't wait, wait, wait! Stop! Don't whatever this. I don't think this episode is predictable whatsoever. Probably I thought that. Like, I thought that part was predictable, but I've also seen that story so many times. Imagine dinosaurs come back and then. Out. No, Logan, Logan, Logan! It's like the Giver. Like this episode, like the what the dinosaurs do to Earth is the Giver. It's the same story, with like some addendums. Well, here. The Giver. The Giver. Logan, it's the Giver. Dude, this is not the giver. That's not Dude, how it works. This is absolutely the giver. Have you read the giver? It's about a guy who has all of the memories of the past atrocities committed by humankind and has to pass it down to his new youngling who doesn't yes. accept the truth. I know the plot of the giver. Tries to break the system. Logan, how is this the giver? <laughs> Logan, Logan, it is the basic plot of somebody or something removes a an integral part of humanity to make a dystopia event like that gets undone. That's the giver. First of all, it's a utopia. Dystopia. No, it's a dystopia. Utopia. It's a utopia. No, it's a dystopia if it's not actually a utopia. Dystopian is, like, way different than just, like, not a utopia. Like, the whole whole definition of dystopian, like, a faux utopia? It's not, like, pretending to be a utopia, though. Like, zombies take over the world is a dystopia. Is it? The giver is. A Have giver. I just been using dystopia wrong my entire life, Jordan? Jordan, this podcast has like made me question like your intelligence as a human. How the fuck is this anything like the giver? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see 
what you talking about? Dude, 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 tell me this is not the same, okay? There's an integral part of humanity that is taken this away. Is such a simplified version of the fucking Kipper. <laughs> have you read the other, like, Kipper had, like, Logan, the Kipper is, like, one of the best books. I love the Kipper. It's, like, one of the best books, but... If you think about it, this episode you is the sequels to The Giver. I did, regrettably I did not, and I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to, dude. So I, as someone who has read every sequel to The Giver, you're just like terribly fucking wrong, dude. Dude, okay, okay. I might, dude. Maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but like, hear me out. I need you to hear me out. I yes, I, I am aware I'm oversimplifying, it, but hear me out. An integral part of humanity is taken away, and then it's work to be restored, and humanity is better off for it, because they learn, yes, when you modify life that dramatically, you take away what makes life worth living. Is that not... The giver just now. You did not... How was that not the Dude, dude, dude. How was it not the giver's about? How was that not, like, the core message of the giver? That, like, it's life is worth that like life is worth living playing the entire plot of the book but like it's that's not what it's about that's okay i'll reread i will reread the giver between now and our next episode like, dude like anyways like, like anyways like no 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 no, jordan if you like super 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 oversimplify what the giver's about it's about utopia that is actually really bad and so, like, sure, like, if that is what you want to make these two things and say that you've already seen this thing, then sure, yes, it's a utopia that actually isn't a utopia. Dude, okay, or maybe I'm just smart and I predicted this episode. But, like, outside you of the fucking... predict this episode. Yes, I did. Dude, outside of the asteroids, like, tracking the dinosaurs, which was really cool, admittedly, cool little clever thing, outside of... Oh, and I also really... I also really like. Gonna go that direction. Like, I also, it wasn't just I also, like, oh, the dinosaurs come and Rick and Morty's over. Ha ha, we all won. Well, no, obviously not that. Oh, no, obviously not that. I'm how just they saying. Deliver that dystopia. Like, oh my god, now you got me saying it. How they deliver that like false break is like super interesting and unpredictable. That like that like any of that. That like they're doing it about the rocks like destroy them and leave. Yeah, but like it's also whatever. You don't know that the rocks are coming, dude. Yeah, the rock thing was kind of cool, but like, whatever. It's it's fine. You mean the I, twist of the episode. The one from, like thing I really, how the dinosaurs and Rick interact, and like Rick's jealous. Dude, maybe maybe I need to rewatch this episode. Maybe I need to rewatch this episode because like I maybe don't understand I just, like the Giver. This maybe I need, like watch the Giver. Like uh, that's what I. <laughs> Did you ever watch the Giver movie? No, was it good? It wasn't that good. It's not good, but like Jeff I, mean, I don't know if I actually have like an accurate opinion on the book because the book was like. One of like, the biggest like influences. It's an amazing. Like, book. I love the book. Person like reading the Giver. Yeah, you should really when read you, the sequels. They're really good. I should. When did you guys read the book? Because I read it like second grade. I was like one of our curriculum. Like pretty early on. Yeah, it was a real grade, bro. Jesus Christ! I think I read that shit in like sixth grade. Dude, you did not read the Giver in second grade. That, you were dude, not. that was dude. That was part of our curriculum. We read in second grade. I can tell you the books we read. It was. Oh my god, what else was the giver? What else did we read? Book Gathering Blue. Ass book. The giver's not that long. It's like 300 pages. Yeah, you're not reading 300 page books in second grade. Dude, we read the giver in second grade. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the in second grade. You did not read the giver in second grade. I might have read it in seventh grade, dude. <laughs> I, I promise you. Like, okay, you did not read the giver in seventh grade. 
Dude, you did not read The Giver in second grade. I know I read The Giver in second grade. grade. I remember. Like I remember reading book. The Giver and then reading all the sequels. Logan, I know song. I read The Giver in second grade. I, like, I know I did. Like, I know I read The Giver in second grade. Because I remember. Because I know because I know when I read Wonder in fourth grade, and that was like the big book in fourth grade. And I read I The Giver before I read Wonder. Jordan's thing and keep on going. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, this episode, dude, it's a it's a fine episode. The rock thing was cool. I like the montage where they go to all the different his planets. Style measure is seven sixty L, whatever the fuck that means, and is frequently taught in the sixth to eighth grade. Yeah, that's that's what. So I mean. maybe I'm just maybe I'm just insane. You don't um, need to give her in second grade. No, I'm convinced. I, I'm convinced no. I did. No. I'm convinced I did. Logan, I'm so because I was feeling really second grade. Like, dude, I Logan, I am, I am, I am so convinced. Anyways, we can talk about the give for another time. Um, what is it? The giving tree in second grade. Maybe you're getting confused. That's like Shel Silverstein, right? That's also a good enough. Dude, Shel, anyways, we're getting off topic. Um, the, the funniest part of this episode for me is the montage where they're going through all the other planets, and they have, like, the skateboarding dinosaurs. Oh, that was like, pretty funny. I don't know. It's a fine episode. I cl- clearly, I need to either rewatch this episode or reread The Giver, but it's a fine episode. It's in my, it's, or both. It's in my bottom half, though. One of you can go. Yeah, on reflection, this is probably a little bit lower than I was initially thinking about it. But... Yeah, it's just a good season, but it's the bottom half. Other yeah. seasons, it's a top half episode. This is just a really good season. Um, <coughs> I think it's a cool, interesting concept, you know, that, like, hasn't been taught a lot and, like, people wouldn't predict. Um, Meta episode. So, um, Are you done? Yeah, it's just, like, where they go with this. Like, I don't know, Rick being jealous and the dinosaurs, like, sacrificing himself and, like, if, are the giant, giant, like, dinosaurs, like, genuinely good people or not? Like, I just don't think they delve enough into it like the jerry b storyline with his book is like funny the first time and then he yells about it like more times and i'm like okay um yeah i think it's just a good episode that like doesn't do deeper things than the last three episodes that we've mentioned so we're gonna fall behind. yeah post um that transcribed like when jerry's printing out his book you can like see the first page a, like they cut to it of like it printing and you can see the first page did you read like the transcription of no. what the first page? no no what is it it was just like complete garbage it was like oh, nice. so terrible nice. like, i chose to write a book and i'm gonna write a book but i'm not sure what it's gonna be about so now i'm writing it and this is me writing but it's not like it's not like auto-generated stuff it's like actually right right nice um meta episode meta episode i like this episode way more than you guys do I know that. I think I, the episode I've seen two or less times from this. I put this up, like, when we rank this, this is going to be probably in my top five. Like, I so love... explain to me, because on reflection, the first time when I watched the train episode, I didn't like it. On reflection, I think it's one of the stronger episodes of Rick and Morty in general. So I'm scared that I may reflect that on this, but I have a feeling I'm not going to. No. Why did you like this episode? Not as strong as train episode. Number one, I love... Me- like, I... I like meta jokes when they're done in like kind of I hate like standard meta jokes, but when they're done in this kind of like tongue-in-cheek way, I think it's kind of cool. Um the thing like with like the guy like, what do you mean by that? Like when they go when they go to the super when they go to like the uh what is it? The, this is like the superhero one, right? They go to like, the base and like they find like that guy in like the jail cell. Am I remembering the right episode? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was like really cool the way they play with like all of these narrative tropes. And like use them in they don't a physical way. Play with them at all? But they do. They use them in a physical way, which I thought is, was kind of. It's cool. like I like. It's all used in one-offs. 
Yeah. None yeah, of the characters have any know. depth to them whatsoever. But I was fine. But I was okay with that. I was okay with that. I think the, the, the episode works. Why do works. I care about the episode? Because it's just a fun episode. The episode works because it's basically 22 minutes of nonstop, hectic fun. Which I think works. It's basically it's basically the um, fortune cookie episode, but like on the surface level, right? It's a surface level version of the fortune cookie. Episode. But I care about the characters. I already like. I, I care agree about the stakes and the characters. Like in Night Family, like they develop. I think they do a better, way better job developing the Night Family. Like it starts out with just them asking to wash their dishes, and then we get the scale, and that's where the no, whole, like I, I think I in. think that's right. There's no I just development. Thought... It's just from the opening credits, and there's I no think... depth to any character. Dude, I think that's right, but I I don't have an issue with that. I actually was totally fine with this episode not being a deep episode at all, and just being a fun romp through some hectic Rick and Morty stuff. And I really like that. I just like I like the concept, I like the execution. I didn't need this episode to be a deep episode. But they right? try and make it deep at the end, dude. That's the thing, is, like, when you, like, go to this place and you address these topics, and then you just, like, write them off as, like, one-offs or as, a like... A writer is in the fucking episode, Jordan. Like, like yeah. they try and go to a deep place when talking about Rick and Morty, just like episode four does. It's not just goofy shenanigans. That's the start. But they try and go to a deep place. Yeah, but just... I thought... It, but I like the writer stuff. I actually like the writer content. I, I like this episode. I just enjoy... I had a good time watching it. Like... But, like, know, explain I, why you have, like, give me some, like, a little more meat, because I'm really not understanding why you like this episode. I mean, I just thought the It's the worst stuff. episode for me, by the way. This is, this is last. <laughs> just so we're clear. I thought, like, the meta stuff was kind of, like, I don't know where I'm going to end up ranking it, because the problem is, is the next three episodes are the three best episodes this season, right? And I do think that, like, obviously- the next three episodes are the three best episodes this season? I mean, what, I mean, I thought the, wait, no, hold on. What, what are the next three? No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me retract. Let me retract that. No, dude, stick to your guns. I'm not trying to convince you. No, 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 no. trying to understand better. No, 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 no. But like, you're wrong. No, but like, I don't, I like the episode. Like, it's not like, it's not like. I'm really trying to understand why you like the episode. Because like, I really, really hate it. Right? Because like, I You know what it is for me? You know what it is for me? You know what it is for me? It's like, I'm trying to think of like a thing I can compare it to. It's like... I'm trying to think but of like what... You know what it is for me is if you had, like, something... Well, like... I, I'm trying to think of, like, what... It's like a, uh... I'm like, what... Okay. This you know what it is? You have multiple screens, by the way, Jordan, because me and Logan are making the exact same faces. We look at you. Yeah. It's like, uh... What is it? Oh, my God. The thing... Marvel thing. Oh, the Marvel thing. Yeah. Dude. Like, 50 projects, I think, though. Werewolf by Night. This is the werewolf finite oh, of this season. Bro, Ethan, have you seen it? I haven't. No, I have not seen it. Can you guys please oh, watch so Werewolf cool. Finite? Oh, werewolf by Night! The big giant project that everyone watched, for sure, for sure, for sure. Watch yeah. Werewolf Finite. Watch Werewolf Finite. No, but it's one of those things where I end it and I'm like, you know what? Was that deep at all? No. It's not that about that's not it's not about it being deep. I'm chill with shit not being deep, bro. It's a failure of a fucking episode. I don't You're not trying to develop the meta shit at all. Like, I don't have, that, I have a much less. I, have a, but I don't have an issue. I was okay with it being a one-off episode. I think you're you're more hyped I up don't about think it. You pay attention to Rick and Morty episodes when you watch them. Well, to be fair, I watched this entire season while doing other stuff. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think you like. I don't think you could explain to me how they get from that jail cell to how they get to the writer's house. Explain. Oh, to I me. can't. I know there's an orange, 
and then they're at the writer's house. That's the most I can tell you. And I admit, that's a flaw with the way I watch Rick and Morty. Probably. Yeah, it is a big flaw. But, well, I didn't watch episode 9 or 10 like that, thankfully. And I love those two. But, like, that is absolutely a flaw that I watched Rick and Morty. But, in the way that I watched it, I liked the episode. It's not you like... You looked up from your phone, like, a couple times and saw some, like, funny meta jokes, and you were done. Ethan, we don't have to be mean. No, but no. what was the conclusion to this episode, Jordan? Dude, it's, I look at this episode as a fun one-off sideshow. That's the way I look at it. And I was fine but it with it. it wasn't meant to be that. That's not yeah. what it's meant to be at all. That's not you know, the right I, I don't think that's true. I think it, I actually don't think that's true. They're trying to go for a deeper thing about the writers for freaking Morty. Are they? They are. How does, what is the second half of this episode about? I guess it is like the writer. Yeah, yeah. No, what is the second half of this Rick and Morty episode about? Dude, I don't remember this episode as well as you do. I just remember the way I felt in the moment watching them. And the way I felt okay, in the moment was... Okay. We're going to move on to Pissman. Yeah. Move on to Pissman. I'm going to throw in here. Um, this is not related at all. I just watched all three of the prequels. Oh, how was that experience? The Phantom Menace sucks, but like the other two are really good. Dude, Logan, Attack of the Clones is not really good. Listen, Logan, I've said no, something about Land... No, no, no. Wait, no. Phantom Menace kind of sucked. Attack of the Clones... Why did they just get, like, an army of clones that, like, some dead guy ordered? And they were like, yeah, okay, like, let's just, like, use this army real quick. Logan, Logan, yeah. <laughs> like, cool. like, There's no hidden like Darth Sidious. Like, no, up some stormtroopers, and I'm like, dude, what? Are you not like sensing some whack shit going on, Logan? Dude, they were way too like, like Anakin and shit. Like hops on that fucking like thing and like acts like he's like hopped on it before. You know, like they're like, oh, there's clones. It's chill. It's chill. It's chill. Yeah, Logan, Logan, sure Logan. There are like just a bunch of clones that like. Some Logan, people. Logan. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, this has not been my episode. Like, I've been on one this episode, and I'm aware of that. But the statement of the Phantom Menace kind of sucks, but the other two are really good has to be maybe the hot baby. three was actually really good. No, I think no, Logan. If you do the no. Star Wars tier list thing, Logan. episode three is basically going to be, like, D tier. Like, C tier. Logan, Logan, the, Logan, Logan. I think it's the really second. Good. No, Logan, Logan. The second, like, the last half hour of episode three is really good. Like, Dude, the, other, like the, the prequels, like, basically can just be summed up as, like, the fall of Anakin Skywalker, right? Which is why I yes. think the Menace yes. is a little bit weaker in terms of, like, it doesn't really get to the point super quickly, and it doesn't really go into Darth Maul that much, which I kind of didn't like. Yeah. But I think, like... We know why the Phantom Menace sucks. The character development of Anakin Skywalker in episodes two and three, while there was other shit going on that wasn't great, like the point of the movies was to show how we got to Darth Vader. And I think episodes two and three did a really good job showcasing why the Jedi are actually like kind of bad and why how you can empathize with Anakin and that the Jedi like kind of suck. And like you can understand why he turned to the dark side, and two, showing the emotions of everyone involved, especially Obi Wan, Anakin, and Padme. Like I think it was done really. Well. I think I think you're blinded by Ewan McGregor because Ewan McGregor is great in Revenge. No, of the I Sith. think that's not at all what Logan was saying, and I actually think that's actually kind of true. No, 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 no. Can I explain? Can I explain? Like, it sucked. Can I explain? In the- Logan. 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 Were you? Like I didn't like. No, hundred percent. But. Like, maybe, I, I think that's maybe true in episode you Guys, three. we can't talk about this now. We're going to do a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop talking about yeah, it. Anyway. Let's talk about Pissmaster.
Piss Monster. Love to talk about Piss Monster. I, okay, actually, I want to hear what you guys say before I speak, because I like this episode a lot, but I want to hear what you guys say. The best episode of the season. This is okay, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I love this episode. The best I episode of the season. I don't think it's the best. I think it's second best. I think I still put fortune cookies above it, but I love this episode. This episode is really good. This is, this is peak Rick and Morty for me. This is as good as Rick and Morty gets. I agree. I think it's great. That statement because it's not I, the best episode. I don't even. It's like maybe borderline top ten. So it's like the like I wouldn't characterize. I agree in terms of like the quality in which you're referencing, but like I don't think it's pinnacle Rick and Rick and Morty because I think the character development is too good. In this it's episode. so different from okay. That's a fair. That's a fair. It's point. Too different for it to be like peak Rick and Morty. You know? That's a different. I, I gotta say it a different way. It's just um, it's like Rick and Morty at its most enjoyable. This is this is like. It's a great episode. It's like, one of those things that we've talked about this a lot on the podcast where they do something so perfect that I, I don't have any critiques. I wouldn't yeah. have done it any other way. I have no critiques of this episode. Absolutely. I think that's right. I, think, just, uh, like, I, I love this episode, so like, I'm just going to try to come up with something. I think the... I guess like the council like was a little like washy, like wavy in terms. Yeah, of, like, but the council council's not really the point of this. It's the, the council yeah. just gives them the yeah. one. You know, like so, like, like the council. They don't need to develop the council. Thought, but like the Jerry side plot is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They, no, they do not need to develop. The, I don't think they need to develop. I think yeah. wasted. I think it was a development thing. I thought it was just like a character. All I, you need to all you need to know about the council is that they're the council. Yeah, and, and they're just a, they're just like a tool in the episode. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? they're, they're, they're used. I, in, I was just trying to come up with something. Yeah, no, no but but that thing is, is, I don't think you have to. I think this is a perfect episode of Rick and Morty. No, but it's good to have multiple perspectives. Devil's happy. Yeah, no, no, no. When I yeah, say yeah. perfect, by the way, perfect isn't best. We've, we've talked about this. It's yes, just yes. it's one of those like it's like our flawless concept. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I think of like flawless execution, like I think screen time's perfectly delegated. I feel like effort yeah. is put into both storylines, and I feel like every minute there's a purpose. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. minute of shit that was put in this was purposely put in this, right? Like the start. We clearly get the gimmicky shit, and they go through it pretty quickly. We're not stuck yeah. there for too long. We have a cool fight scene at the start, and then it's cool, and then they start making jokes of it super quickly. We get into it, right? And then Rick, like, goes sees a fucking therapist. Yeah. Like, doesn't interact with it. Oh, by the way, the, I thought the therapist was so funny. Like, really, really good, but also really funny. <laughs> Therapist is like one of the best characters in Rick and Morty. One of the best side characters yeah. in Rick and Morty. Like, like she's easily. Cool. I actually recently rewatched Pickle Rick, and like she's really good. She's so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's just a great episode. I think it's probably my second. It's probably number two for me. It's probably number two. Yeah. Um, or it's it's either two or three because I also really like the sudden episode. So it's either two or three for me. Yeah. What do you? My question is, though, like, what do you take away from this episode with Rick? Because, like, Rick goes on this journey where he's, like, interacting with all this stuff, and then the therapist just says, don't care. Like, like, don't interact. You know what I mean? Just let it, like, play out. Like, live your own life, you know? Like, focus on your own happiness. And he does. But then he is unhappy in the end. He, like, ends up, like, going to the bar even after. That was a self-destructive thing where, like, he could have, like – it was, like, a little bit, like, too good to be true in the sense that he, like, was about to, like, take one for the team, and then he told Morty, and he showed him the letter, right? And then it was, like, it was, like, a return. 
Um, and they I'm not did. even talking about that. I'm not even there yet, Logan. I'm not even there yet. I'm more. T- we can talk about that. But yeah, like, no, I think I know. I think I know where you're at. I think the decision which I agree with. Um, what I'm talking about more is in the episode. He's happy. Yeah. But then they make the character decision for him to go take the mantle of Pissmaster, right? Yeah. And so, like, like he takes the therapist advice and then he doesn't. Right, and he's I trying, think, when he's Pissmaster, he's like trying to do good, but his overall goal with Pissmaster isn't selfish. It's actually to sacrifice Pissmaster, which he ends and up say, doing. and save the family. I think it's uh, it's like the Giver, right? It's a lot like the Giver. Yeah, um, but I, I, you I know you feel by the way. Um, I think it's what was gonna say. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's like another big leap for Rick, where for the last, like for a long time, we've known Rick as this aloof kind of lone wolf character who prefers to be alone. And so he finally gets a chance to separate from the family and he doesn't take it or rather he takes it initially, but then realizes it's not what he wants. Uh, no, and he goes it's, back and sacrifices Pissmaster. He's not like committed to being Pissmaster. It's just like no, no. But that, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is, is he makes the conscious choice to go against what he thought would make him happy, and in the end, he's better for it, right? And it, it perfectly, perfectly leads in to episode nine. Um, I think it's just Rick. Rick's definition of happiness, at least he recognizes that his definition of happiness and what makes him happy has changed, and that's like his big moment. In this episode. Yeah, and then, and then the decision to tell Morty. It's played off as a joke, but again, like Jordan but said, he's into the, the, the next two episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, we can just talk about these two episodes as kind of one, if you want. Yeah, I also have to go like, at 6.30, by the way, so we can go like, somewhat quick. Yeah, yeah, I was um, going to say, like, if you want to just speed through this. Yeah, one. yeah, we can talk about this as one. I love the Sun episode in without the context of episode 10. Um, I love the development it gives. I, I'll explain. I'll explain. So I'm just, just th- off the bat, by the way, because we're going quick. I don't like the Sun episode, and I only like it after watching episode 10, but as an individual episode, I'm going to rank it really low on my list. Interesting. I hate the fact that Rick is revealed to be a robot during the Sun episode. Um, he's I was, for a lot of it, by the way. He's, he's only yeah, robot. for a lot of it. Um, but, but the Sun episode is like where it kind of gets me. I... Rick and Morty has done this before, where they almost reach a peak and then they go down. And not, not in terms of not in terms of quality, in terms of in terms of a character story, right? Yeah, a character, like, they get master. Yeah, like they get so close and then go. And the reason why it doesn't bothers bother me as much with Pissmaster is it's Rick consciously making the decision to to tell Morty and do it, right? And not bite the bullet. And what bothers me about the way it's done with the Sun episode is it felt kind of like a cop-out. It was like, oh, so nothing that's happened to Rick matters because Rick has just been off doing his own thing and he's a robot now. And that it, it felt to me, I, I know what you're both going to say because we've talked about this obviously off camera. It still bothers me a little bit, not as much as it did initially, but it still bothers me a little bit because I would just like for once for a Rick and Morty character's development to just like achieve something and then keep going from there. Rather than like... Rather than, like, achieve, drop, achieve, drop, achieve, drop. I, personally, I just don't, I understand what they're going for, and I think in a couple seasons, it could work, and it could pay off hugely, and all, all like, recant all this, if it ends up paying off in a big way, because it definitely can. I know what they're going for. It could work really well. But me, personally, 
I prefer a different style of writing character development. And like, I might be in the wrong and it might work really well, but that's just like my one negative with these two episodes is I just don't love what they're doing with Rick in the end of the season. That being said, um, episode 10 is awesome. It is an awesome season finale. Yeah. I think I got a, a better metaphor than the giver. You might, you might. I kind of like Whiplash. Hear me How out. How is this like Whiplash in any way? No, no. Hear me out. Because this isn't like The Giver where I read it once 10 years ago or whatever and like haven't read it since. I have watched Whiplash so It's my favorite movie of all time, as you all know. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. is it like Whiplash? So what I loved about this as a combination okay. is that... <laughs> you're getting this development and like like in whiplash the second half of whiplash not really the second half of this the last fourth is you thinking that both these characters have changed right like he's given up drumming like he's done all this growth in his life like outside of drumming trying to find happiness outside of drumming the other the teacher is like way less intense like he's like chilled out a little bit he's got his own professional thing which is probably better for him rather than like teaching like and like, you know what I mean? yeah, like and they both grown together like, and we're gonna have this amazing ending and then they're still both of them are fucking crazy both of them are insane like yeah. clinically fucking insane when it comes to drum right and i think that's what the whole point of this is rick can't drop it no matter how hard he tries and no matter how hard he wants to grow he can't drop it in the end he can't drop rick prime that's what that's what it thing's about and the that's problem, he though, he's like, that's what season seven is going to be about. And like, here's the problem. He'd be, I'm super he, interested for a season seven that is like way less like any Rick and Morty season and is way focused canonically for like a couple episodes to start the season. Here's like, the problem, though. It does not all get resolved in season of one, at like season yeah. seven, episode one. And like, it's a it's like a it's like a crazy fucking totally. No, dude, from normal I, I agree with you 100 percent. And that's a great metaphor. And I cannot believe I didn't see that because you are absolutely right. However, however, when do you think Rick turns, like, if I, does Rick say when exactly he, he created the robot? I think it's, like, right after Morty takes the sword. Right. I think, I think that's right. Because they didn't want to deal with, like, the sun shit. And they wanted to focus on Rick Prime. That's my issue, though. Is the thing that makes, the thing that makes Whiplash's ending so, so, so great is you see these two men go through this entire thing. They go through everything. They don't, like, cop out at a certain point. They go through everything, and then they still can't drop it. If it had been actual risk... Rick's gone through a whole fucking season. He's gone through the episode. But, dude, the Sun episode is the biggest thing for Rick and Morty. But he can't do it. That's when he cops out. No, no. But it would have been... It's such a small change, but it would have been so much better if he had gone through the Sun thing, and then he still can't. Logan, what's your opinion? Because... I disagree. I think it's so much more emotionally impactful. I think that, like, it was a direction that they chose. I feel like it's not, like... Right or wrong, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's not really right or wrong. It's, like, they chose to do that, like, character development. Do you like the direction? To make the character development that, like, Rick was going to choose to be nicer to Morty. Like, they could have done it, but, like, that's not, like, what they wanted to do, and that's not the direction they wanted to go in. Um, I think, like, how they did it, like, it, revealing something about a previous episode in the next episode is actually pretty unique, too. Um, they haven't really done that before. Like, we don't see a lot of continuity across episodes for Rick and Morty, especially, like, within okay. episodes. Like, season five really, like, was the innovation for that with the Crow episode into the finale. Um, yeah. But, like, I I personally 
didn't love it. In, like I liked it initially. And then I like kind of liked it on the reveal. Like I feel like the, the overall like message of the episode isn't, wasn't strong enough to like warrant that where he was like, okay, I'm going to be 25% nicer because 22% like that wasn't like real character development in my eyes. Like, it yeah, like, I a hundred percent with Logan on this. It's just, I, it's it's really like cool. I said, I didn't like the sun episode. I just like yeah. how it works with this, the 10th episode, which I do. Like. Yeah. I liked it, but then like you take it in context and whatever. Uh, the 10th episode though is, oh, is so much fun. I watched this with Alexei in person and we were loving it like the entire time. It's just a really, really cool yeah, episode. Yeah. What are you saying? The finale, you're saying? Yeah, the finale. I think I they really hammered know. home a joke that wasn't that funny too much. And I get that's the point where it's like, haha, yeah, they, they, did, they did it again. Classic Rick and Morty. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. It wasn't, it wasn't that funny. I thought it was I think that you're right. funny for me. No, <laughs> I like the reveal. And yeah, really the president kind of was okay in this. I think the president's been better. I think it's probably the weakest president episode. Because I, I, yeah, I don't know about I agree the with weakest, that. but it's definitely not. It's definitely not. It's, it's definitely not. It's, it's, it's definitely not the turkey episode. Um, yeah, it, it's a little bit of a step back actually for the president. The turkey episode didn't actually happen. Like for me, like I rewatched <laughs> it like a while ago, and I was like, I do not remember half of this happening. Like what? What is this episode? Dude, remember the scene of a turkey episode where they go to the southern bar and, like, all the guys? Like, that entire sequence is just so funny. So funny. Okay. Do you want to... Let's rank them. Yeah, let's rank them, and then we'll, like, do the season at 10. I'm going to go pretty quickly, because I think I can do it quickly. Uh, in terms of, like, I'm going to start with my worst and then just go to my best. I think... I think... Uh... Just think about... Like, take a second. Think about I'm it. trying... I think... I think because they're all. I want to preface by saying I don't think any of the episodes this season are that bad. I think they're all. The meta they one all, was the only one that really rubbed me the wrong way. See, I think they all do something. I think they all do something good. I don't think any of them are that bad. The way I'm ranking this is just like what did stuff not as well, right? I think for me, I'm, I think I'm probably still gonna have meta pretty low. I think that's probably a little bit too positive on it to start the episode. I think for me, I'd probably have Die Hard as the worst. I think Die Hard is the worst. Followed by follow uh, this might be a hot take. Yeah, followed by Beth. Die Hard followed by Beth. Followed by I know. Followed by Meta. Followed by Night Family. No, I'm sorry. Followed by Meta. Followed by No. Die Hard to Beth to Dinosaur to Meta to Night Family. Then I would probably Okay, do... Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Just stop talking because I'm not getting any of it. Just like, okay. what do you say? What do you mean? Think in your head for like okay. 20 okay. seconds okay. more. Okay. It's let okay me, if me... we like pause for a second. Like, just, yeah, just think in your head because none of what you just said made sense. And it was making let me make my list. Let me write this out. Let me write this out. Write yeah, it. just write it down. Yeah, so I'm just going to send it. Yeah, like rough, rough ranking. Yeah. I can go. I can go if you want to. You, you go. You go ahead. You go. A rough, like a rough ranking. And Logan, I'd like you to talk to me during it. Wait, hold on. I wait. Can I just like make my list first so that like? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, hold yeah, on. yeah. And I just want to talk through it, like for yeah. a second. Two, the This is what everyone listens for. This is the quality content that everyone's. Well, we'll, we'll cut. We'll, we'll, we'll probably cut some of this. 
I'm having a little trouble at the top. That's why I want to talk. To I you. think oh, was it one, I two, two trouble in the middle. To be honest, I've got my list. You, you just got to start placing things. There's like let me, some let me, decisions you just got to make. Like let me, Penn has to get down there like a little earlier than you kind of want it to be, but it like has to get down. Yeah. Let me. Here's. Um, I have. I have my list. I have my list. I want. I want to change one thing. Actually, I want to change one. One thing. Alright, yeah. I actually, I actually had Night Family higher than I was expecting to. Um, I think I have Night Family right where I'm going. Right, cool. I, I've got my list. You can go. Okay, so I'm going to start at the From, bottom. Yeah, go worst to best. Go yeah, worst meta. to best. Logan, just tell me when you start disagreeing. Yeah, meta. Meta seven. Then, uh, the whatever, second episode. Die Hard, yep. Die Hard. Then, it, it took a second. This is when we get into that like middle a little bit. I'm going to go nine. Sun episode? Yeah. Yeah, I have you that. that. That's low. Wow. Okay. Sun and then 10 at 6. Really? You have finale? Oh, I have 10 at... I have... I have dinosaurs, then finale. So I have finale, then dinosaurs. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was going through those. Yeah, I would be down with either way. I actually crossed out it 6 and then moved yeah. 10. Yeah, but same, same bottom 5. Well, I'm thinking, I think, I think that dinosaurs is actually better. I actually literally crossed it out then. That's funny. Um, then... This is when it gets really hard. I'm going to go three Beths. Incest at, at uh, five. Incest, then Night Family, then Cookies, then the intro, and then Piss Master. And okay, and, interesting. Uh, that's that, and I, I would be pretty actually cool with that top five in virtually any order, but I think that's kind of where the line is for me with, like, the five episodes that I think are, like, killer in this episode versus, yeah. like, the five. But the fact that we have the bottom five and the top five same, I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah, I think there's a pretty clear top five here. Like, there's a little bit yeah. of a gap between um, – I had Night Family as my five. Um, just because I like, think that's I, okay. I, I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like I, said, I, didn't. I actually wait, Logan. Do I have Night Family higher than you? Because like I actually put Night Family way higher than I like. I think that Piss, Incest, Fortune Cookie, and Premiere like are pretty solidly my top four. My top five are. I think well, Incest and Night Family are four, and I think yeah, Incest might be there. Incest might. I think seven. Incest and Night Family are like that four and five. I would go either yeah. way. With this. No, you got Logan. You go and then I'll go. And then, I actually my list you is have not. Night, what you have Incest said. at four. Yeah, Incest at four. Okay, so... And then Fortune Cookie at three, Premiere two, and Piss at one. Okay, yeah, so like here's... we literally had the... Okay, we had the exact same list. <laughs> like, yeah, basically. I have family a little lower. Yeah, and I have... Yeah, I just like... I like it a little more. Okay. So here's mine. Here's mine. I have... You're going to be pretty similar. And Jordan, what is your trend? Mine is actually way more similar to you guys than you think. Because I, I have Die Hard as my worst. Then, then Dinosaur. Then Meta. Then finale. So why the fuck did you defend Meta all that? Like, yeah, I, I low key, it's like not as good as episode, and then you're having Night Family in your top thing. So that's like, like yeah. stick to your yeah. guns. If you like Meta, rank Meta. No, high. but like, but like, but like, in terms of like just quality of an episode. Like, anyways, let me just say. Then, then finale. Then episode nine. Then Beth. But I might, I might switch Beth and nine. I might. You switch just Beth said and nine. you didn't like Beth though. No, I did like Beth. I did like Beth. I didn't love it as much, but I liked it. Um, so you had a sex though, right? Yeah, Beth, yeah, Beth is six. But I don't then, yeah. I, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, Beth is six. Uh, then my four is Night Family. Like, Loki, I just forgot Night Family. What's your five? I'm sorry, my five is not. I switched nine and Beth. I switched nine and Beth. Um, so my five is nine, Sun. And then, then I have Solarix, which is the premiere. 
Uh, then I have Pissmaster, and my number one is Fortune Cookie, which is different from you guys. I just like Pissmaster and Fortune Cookie are both great. I just like Fortune Cookie a little bit more. Um, but yeah, overall for the season, I'd give it a solid 8.8 out of 10. Dude, I forget like what the relative is. Didn't we give Invincible like they're no, no? We gave okay. We gave exactly. Loki. Here's an here's a, We gave we gave we gave Loki season one a nine point four. So I'm, gave, I did not give it a nine. You gave it a nine point four. I did not. Give you it a, are the I biggest. Give it a 9. 4. I gave okay. it. Did not give it a nine point four. What did we give? Like I'm finding what we gave stuff. Loki is not not breaking nine for me at all. No way. I it's an eight point eight, but also, but also, I have never loved Rick and Morty as much as like the rest of you guys. Like I like it, but I've never it's never been one of my top shows. About, like where, like, uh, like my start. Like Logan, my like thing. where would you, like Logan, where would you put, like, where would you put, like, what would you give, like, as a show, Better Call Saul out of ten? Just do it relative to that. Probably like the nine point five to nine point seven range. I gave Invincible like a 9.5. 9. 9.4 to 9.7. I think I gave Invincible like a 9.2. So yeah, 8.8 8 makes sense. I, think I, gave, I gave Invincible like a 9.4. Yeah, I gave, that, I gave Invincible. That's my highest ranking ever spewed on this. I think I gave Invincible like a 9.2. So like 8.8 8 makes sense. 8.8 8 makes sense for me. I'm comfortable with that. I'm going to go like 9. I think it's better than Loki. Really? Um... I would have given Loki like an eight point six though. I, I remember giving Loki a nine on rethinking it. It's probably a little tad lower than that. Season five, yes. I rated way too high. I remember. Um, I, it's like a nine. It's like one of the best. I, I don't. Know, we can use the Excelsior scale, but like more importantly, like where it fits into my loving, like it might be my favorite season. It's hard to rank it, and I think this it, we just need a Rick and Morty part four to rank it. Um, Maybe. Oh, I think eight point eight is comfortable for me. Logan, what about you? Also, that's not just like relative eight point eight. That's like as a season, I think it's an eight. Yeah, like maybe, maybe nine, maybe nine. This might be my most enjoyable season since season three. Yeah, definitely. For well, that's what I. That's what I was gonna say. Is I think season three is the best season. Like, I can't really compare it to seasons one and two because it's just so different. Oh, so different. Not even the same. In what it chooses to do. But then, like, comparing it to seasons, like, three, four, and five, it's, it's it's tricky. Like, I would probably put it, like, in the high eight range to, the, like, probably around there. That's where, like, if I were not yeah. thinking about, like, relative to whatever previous yeah. rankings we've done. Like, okay. Five. Yeah. Can I now, for the last five minutes, can we close this last five minutes with me talking about frustrated plot holes that I've been trying to push down, like, deep in my stomach? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So can I just, like, go sequence of events right now? Yeah. Dude, you have five minutes. Go. Do your, yeah. your thing. Rick, family dies, gets super depressed, makes a portal gun, kills a bunch of Ricks, kills more a bunch of Ricks, makes the Citadel of Ricks. So before the Citadel of Ricks, there was no central finite curve. And then, then the central finite curve is introduced, right? Where I'm following, right? Yeah, that's about right. Okay, so now... Uh, move the Citadel to make the finite curve. Yeah, okay, so then when the Citadel is destroyed the first time, is the finite curve broken? No. Why not? It's, I think... And is the finite curve broken now? Well, didn't Morty... Didn't Evil Morty target the central finite curve? Wait, or is the central finite curve, curve even something that is physically in the Citadel? Yeah, it's not. It's just, like, the collection of realities that the Citadel has dominion over. But they, right, and then outside of that is what they can't control. 
I just and wish they would explain this. It's not that they can't even control it. They can't even get there. Yeah, it exists. and that's how, and that's, it exists, but they can't get there. That's what Morty does. So he doesn't, destroying the Citadel doesn't break the central finite, it doesn't open up, rather, the central finite curve. Morty, or evil Morty, makes a conscious decision to open up the central finite curve and go through it. But that's separate from destroying the Citadel. So then, so, like, how is the finite curve intact? Like, what protects their universes from the other universes? It's not protection. It's like, no, but clearly it's like other animals have developed this, like, portal technology, just like the dinosaurs. Like, it's like if you have a tube of water, right? You have a tube of water. And all the Citadel does is make sure that the, that the tube is structurally sound, right? Because they want to keep all the water in the tube. They don't want any of the outside stuff. The Citadel there. blew up twice. What the fuck's up with the tube? Well, the tube is still intact, right? The Citadel is a separate thing, right? They just make sure the tube is intact. So the, the Citadel gets blown up. There's nothing protecting the tube, but it was held together. Because I guess it was held together. Morty specifically tries to break the tube, and he does. And then they repair the tube. They put some, you know, flex seal on it. That's the way I interpret it. Yeah, it just, it's a weird, it's a weird thing for me. They don't explain it the enough. Reveal, they don't the reveal that they, like, make Mortys and put them in, then, like, makes the whole Citadel of Ricks just, like, a really, like, I'm not... The, the I, making Morty stuff concept of the Citadel of Rex. Yeah, I never really fully understood the making Mortys. The making Morty stuff never made sense to me because the whole point of this was like, like and then why uh, does Rick yeah. hate Jerry for dating his daughter so much too? Like it's just like like when he knows that it, like Morty's because the only reason why Morty's essential is like camouflage. But what are they camouflaging from if they're the strongest in the universe? I just think this like whole suspending the disbelief of like the universe like is actually not as strong to put together as I thought it was, which we gave it props for in the first season. And I don't think it's like I can suspend my disbelief and keep on watching Rick and Morty. I just don't think it's as yeah. well put together as we thought earlier. Which I think we, they're getting. I think they're getting to a point where they are trying to like expand. They're doing the same thing that Marvel's doing, where they're trying to make the universe like this really big thing and pretend that they had thought all the stuff out from the beginning. That you have all these like groups and organizations, and neither of you are paying attention. And that you have all these groups and organizations from like the beginning of whatever, and like they planned all this stuff out, but in reality, that's not true because that's not how people work, right? Like you can't come up with something now and then like just say that it's continuous and it is. Uh, I think it's the same, it's the same issue Marvel's having, like the Eternals, where it's like, you can say that since the dawn of time they've been doing this, and like, I guess that makes sense, but that, but since you didn't have that thought 10 years ago, that now makes the stuff 10 years ago sort of weird, right? It's that kind of a thing. Yeah. Or it's like, or like the idea that like the TVA has like, has essentially their own version of the central finite curve with the, the, you know, the sacred timeline. Yeah, and then the melding kings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then the melding kings. But it's like, well, how does that work with like everything you've set up? Yeah, um, it's, just, a, it's the same problem. I feel like I just I I praise them a lot in our last Rick and Morty part two um, for really playing this out because they mentioned the central finite curve in episode season like season one episode ten or season one episode yeah ten I think, and uh, I don't think it's actually as structurally sound as I thought it was previously. That's all that. for me. Yeah. That's all, folks. That is a wrap on this week's episode of Excelsior. Uh, we're going on a bit of a break because we're all traveling for two weeks. So, uh, unless... We are not all traveling. I still have school. My spring break is not till March. Okay. Wait, what? We'll, what? We'll, we'll see. We're going on a bit of a break because like, we're not going to have any episodes for two weeks. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Things are getting busy. And um, yeah, busy. get ready for an insane Star Wars episode. Yeah, the Star Wars episode is going to be like maybe the most heated Excelsior episode ever. Um, although yeah, I do yeah. think yours are just pure ranking. No, I mean the way we always do with a tier list, but like we you know, little, we got a little intro preview to the Star Wars episode. We think of that. Yeah, um, uh, I, I do think though we're all going to agree on the number one, right? Like I think name the number one is like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just that, like, the tier list is going to be a big problem for me. Well, I, I think, I, I don't think, I don't think we should do it, like, S through whatever. I think we should just say strict, like, 11 to 1. Yeah, the, the real thing, the real thing is... Then, like, episode 9, right? And then, like, you have, like, all of, like, the old ones, and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing um, is, for me, is, like, if we tier list it, it can't be based on movies in general. It has to be relative to Star Wars itself. Yeah, it has to be Star Wars. And the, the, the Star Wars has only grown since. But you also have the worst Star Wars. No, nah, but of I just all think time. the movies like really suck. But that's but that's insane. Like that's like you're just you just didn't have a childhood, and you just your inner whimsy is dying. No, I thought I, I thought they were amazing as a child. I just I've grown. They are amazing. Every every Star Wars movie is good. <laughs> no. Um, Rise of Skywalker sucks, and we'll talk about that a lot. Guys, that is a wrap on this episode of Excelsior. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.